This is the beginning of today's anti-woke podcast. All right, part two. So Jerusalem is talking about a couple of her classmates who got into Ivy League schools. And I think, like it was two women, and apparently they were both, you know, almost top of the class. They were, they were very smart and good at school. And it sounds like they were both mixed race and also daughters of immigrants. So not doe-ass descendants of American slaves. And I guess they got into Yale and Columbia. And apparently the other kids at the high school were like, they didn't like it. They thought they got in unfairly. Or, you know, basically, they're like, why, you know, I wanted to go to Yale, I wanted to go to Columbia, and these girls get to get in there because of affirmative action. And so, right, Jerusalem's like, oh, these girls would have got in without affirmative action. They were that amazing. And there's no way to prove it, but... Basically, the statistics say that that is very unlikely. It's not impossible, but very unlikely. Like, if those two women had been uh, Asian, I bet they would not have gotten in. And it's one thing to know that someone in your high school is smart. It's another thing for that person to get into Harvard. I mean, basically, there's, there's probably an equal number of slots at Ivy League schools as there are high schools across America. But they don't just say, oh, one person from every single high school. It's like, you know, some high schools send 100 people to Harvard. And so that means 99 high schools now can't. And I don't know, like where I went to school, it's a fancy, rich neighborhood now. You know, times have changed. But back then it was a dangerous school. And no one, like I, don't, I barely knew anyone who um, was even talking about college. No one was talking about college, wasn't thinking about college. You know, maybe a few of us went to community college. Like that was it. This is Portland, Oregon, and now, like the house, you know, the house that I grew up in, it's worth a million dollars. But back then, it was, you know, on the edge of the ghetto. And I will say, there was one guy. He wasn't. I wasn't a good friend with him, but uh, he became a brain surgeon. I mean, I had no idea that. You know, I just see him at parties or whatever. He's a friend of a friend of a friend, and I talked to him once or twice. And he went off and became a brain surgeon. So apparently, he was phenomenal at school. I had no idea. Wasn't something you brought up, you know. Probably keep your head down if you're that good at school. And then I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Life, uh, life sucks. But I think he died of cancer when he was like in his early 30s. I have another childhood friend. He got a degree in physics. He wasn't, well, you know, he wasn't that good of a friend. Anyway, he was. He was a friend. He was a. He was a loose, a loosely friended friend. And I moved away. But anyways, he. Uh, Went and got a degree in physics. He went and worked in Japan for a while. He married a Japanese wife. They had, I think, one kid. And then he died of cancer, too. Again, like, at about 30 years old. Life is not fair. But back to affirmative action. Um, these people, the people on the weeds, right? They're, they're much more fancy. I mean, they know people who went to Harvard. I don't know anyone who went to Harvard. Although I do know, I do know people who went to Princeton. But, so they know a lot of fancy highfalutin people, and they've talked to them about their fancy highfalutin, you know, prep schools and universities. And apparently it was, it's, they're saying that this is a common thing, is that, you know, you're in high school, you get into Harvard, and then your classmates won't talk to you anymore. They're like, screw you. So, I mean, you know, whatever, I guess that's good, that's good. Anyone who gets into Harvard should have to take a few lumps. And I don't know, I guess maybe it's not fair, you know, maybe, maybe the white people that get into Harvard, they're, everyone's happy for them, because 
whatever, the Asians, maybe the whites and the Asians get into Harvard and everyone's happy for them. And then the blacks and Hispanics, people are like, I'm whatever, are not, they're not happy for you because they think affirmative action got you in. And the problem with all this is that affirmative action most likely, you know, by the statistics did get you in. So, I mean, I don't know. It makes people not like it when you get in with doing less than they did. I mean, I think that's an understandable reaction. I think America and the Supreme Court all agree. Even black people are not like super fond of racial preferences. You're like, hey, do you think, you know, companies should do racial preferences? And they say no. Like, you know, majority, I don't know, 60, 70 percent of them will say no. I mean, they, they're thinking that companies are doing preferences for white people. So that's why they say that. But anyway, they still will, asked in a poll, say no, no racial preferences ever. And I think that's why they call it affirmative action, right? You know, like the... The Department of Defense, right? That's the that's the department that goes out and kills people, right? You could have called it the Department of War, but you call it the Department of Defense. Kind of like, I don't, know, I don't know if you've ever seen the signs on the road, Safety Corridor. But if it says Safety Corridor, what that means is you're in danger. So there's a few things you could call affirmative action. And they would all be true. Well, they would all be true except for the words affirmative action. But um, first off, it's racial discrimination. So you could call it that. If you want to be a little more uh, mild with what you're saying, you could just say it's racial preferences. But, you know, that was not mild enough, so they came up with the words affirmative action. I mean, it sounds good. I mean, you know, affirming stuff, that's good. Taking action, that's good. I mean, they could have just called it good good. But I guess that would sound funny, so they called it affirmative action. So Dara's the other lady on the Weeds podcast, and so she made an interesting point. Like, basically, just because someone else got into Harvard, right, we're going back to just using Harvard as an example, just because someone else got into Harvard with worse grades than you, it doesn't mean that you would have got in if they hadn't. Like, imagine if Harvard had, I don't know, a thousand people coming in in their freshman class. It would be something like, you know, 100 blacks, 100 Hispanics, uh, 300 Asians, and 500 whites. So even if you take away affirmative action and whatever, the 200 slots that go to blacks and Hispanics, I guess give them to whites, you know, to make the racist example. So before you had to be in the top 500 of whites. Now you have to be in the top 700 of whites. And, you know, you probably were not number 501. You were probably number 3,000. So it ain't going to make no effect on you. On the other hand, they don't give you a number. Maybe they should do that, give people a number. But they don't give you a number and say, you were 501, and then you get pissed. What it is is they don't give you a number, and so, you know, all the people who were like 2,000, 3,000 away from getting in there, they all think that they were number 501, and they get pissed off. And so Dara continues. She's like, hey, white person who didn't get in and, you know, thinks that they would have got in without affirmative action. You should just sit down and shut up. You know, you're, you're coming from a privileged background. Uh, you're going to be fine. Your life will be fine. And all of that is true, but here's the problem. The blacks and the Hispanics that are getting in are all coming from rich families too. So at that point, you know, everyone is, has wealth privilege, and uh, they should all sit down and shut up. But I don't think she applies that to anyone except for whites. And I will say, Asians, they don't have the wealth privilege like the other ones. Then Dara's asking, so the Supreme Court gets rid of affirmative action, so you can't blame not getting into Harvard on affirmative action anymore. Who are you going to blame? 
and I don't know, but you know, kids going to Harvard, they are the absolute wokest of the woke. Like I mean, you just whatever. They should be they should be thrown off rooftop, rooftops by ISIS. They're so freaking woke. So I think that means somehow they'll blame Trump supporters. Not sure how they'll do it, but that's what they'll do. Okay, so you can't use racial preferences because the Supreme Court said so. What are you going to do next? Now, I guess there's the idea that, you know, you, uh, you help people by class. Like, it's not illegal to let in poor people, for instance. Like, you know, you can do discrimination against rich people to help poor people. That is not outlawed by the Civil Rights Act of 1964. And also, you can do geographic diversity preferences. Um, you know, if you want a kid from every state, uh, I think you can do that. That's allowed. Now, that can get funky because you're not allowed to racially discriminate. So using geography, I mean, you might say, I'm going to take all my students from Idaho and Wyoming. But, you know, the reason why you're doing that is because that's where white people live. Or if you're like, I'm going to take all my students from East L.A., well, that's racial discrimination because that's where Hispanics live, etc. And, like, you know, letting poor people in, that sounds good to people. Uh, people are aware that black people are disproportionately poor. You're like, sweet, well, just let poor people in. That will get in the uh, descendants of slavery. But I think, unfortunately, you know, being poor is not the only criteria for getting into Harvard, so... Poor people with good grades and good test scores, you know, you're right back to Asians. And also a surprising number of white people. And then Jerusalem's talking about uh, what they did in Texas a while back. They created a rule where if you're in the top 10% of your high school, I guess with grades, then you automatically get into the University of Texas university system. She doesn't mention Asians, uh, but anyway, she's saying that like white people, some some white people have had their kids go to, I guess what, black schools basically. They moved that you know they've moved them from their nice white suburban high, suburban high school over to some inner city black high school, and then boom, all of a sudden, little Johnny, little Johnny who was in the middle of his, who knows, yeah, probably in the middle of the class at the suburban high school. He's the best student uh, in the in the entire school at this uh, disadvantaged neighborhood school, and so she thinks this is good because whatever it puts more white people in the bad high schools, which maybe that is maybe just for society. You know, not, forget about forget about being white because I'm I imagine Asians would do this. So basically, you would just have good students would be dispersed more evenly amongst all of the high schools. And so that might just be a societal good in itself. Okay, I want to go back to the poor thing. So yes, you're going to get a lot of poor Asians going to Harvard. But the poor thing actually would work pretty good because instead of getting the sons and daughters of Nigerian doctors, you would start getting actual descendants of slavery. And right, that's who America screwed over, you know, their ancestors. And that's who America owes, you know, I wouldn't say reparations, but you know, some niceness. If you're mean to someone, you should stop being mean and you should be nice. So, I mean, that makes sense to me. And you shouldn't be like, oh, I was mean to you. Well, I'm going to be nice to some Nigerian person. It doesn't work that way. Or it shouldn't. That is the way it works. That is exactly the way it works today. But it shouldn't. And so the next question is, like, what does Harvard actually want? So they're letting in 
affirmative action candidates, they got their quota of blacks and quota of Hispanics, and they've kept out the Asians. Like, why are they doing this? What do they really want? I mean, is it because they love black people? And so the answer, I mean, this sounds reasonable to me. The answer is no, they're not doing it because they love black people. There's two reasons they do it. They want a virtue signal and say, look how awesome we are for helping black people. And, you know, they're not helping them because they love them. They're helping them because it makes them look good. They like looking good. And second off, the way stuff is currently set up, right? Like, they want the kids of Nigerian doctors. They don't want poor people. I mean, you know, I mean, God, first off, you know what you get with poor people? You might get some Trump supporters. Anyways, so they just, they're not looking to actually help anyone in particular other than themselves. They like hanging out with rich people. And they like looking like they're virtuous by letting in black people. So they're like, well, in that case, let in a bunch of rich black people. Sweet. Done. Yeah, so they get to the end of it. That's all the facts, I guess. And then they give their opinions, which, whatever. I'll try and summarize quickly because it's too long. They keep going on and on. But Jerusalem basically says, being racist against Asians is bad. But if that's what we have to do to get in black people, then so be it. And then the other lady is like, well, they should just increase the student body size at Harvard. You know, if, and basically if going to Harvard used to mean that you were the cream of the crop and it was real special, and now they let in so many people that a Harvard degree doesn't mean very much, then she says, so be it. And I guess you, dear listener, can decide for yourself. This is the end of today's Anti-Woke Podcast.